Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series sponsored by Diligent on third-party management, a risk-based approach. Over this series, we will take a look at risk mitigation, questionnaires and due diligence, implementation and maintenance, reporting, and FCPA use cases. Before we get started, a quick word from our sponsor, Diligent. This podcast series is presented by Diligent. Diligent empowers leaders with a holistic view of their organization's governance, risk, compliance, audit, and ESG practices so they can make better decisions faster, no matter the challenge. Ready for purpose-driven compliance? Diligence equips leaders with the tools they need to build, monitor, and maintain a culture of open, transparent ethics and compliance. We elevate partner transparency with our risk-based approach to monitoring third-party business relationships. We can provide access to the tools, services, support, and community you need to keep a step ahead of an ever-evolving regulatory landscape. For more information and to book a demo, visit diligent.com backslash third-party risk. In this episode, Stephanie Font on questionnaires and due diligence. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back with another episode. Today, I have with me Stephanie Font. Stephanie, first of all, welcome and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Oh, thanks for having me, Tom. It's lovely to be here. Stephanie, could you tell us what your current role is? Yes, I am the director of the Operations Optimization Group, which is a group that manages our due diligence investigations scopes and the overall report presentation. One of the things I wanted to ask you about is third-party questionnaires. And I say that as someone who has used third-party questionnaires for 15 years. Of course, there's no governmental form we can go to and download. There's a lot of debate on what you asked in a questionnaire, how detailed you should be. I had a a friend who had a 65-page questionnaire. That was perhaps overkill, but it was he felt it was important to ask those questions. I tend to be with a much shorter questionnaire, but I wanted to ask you that basic question. Once first, is there a right, one right way to do it? And if not, how do you suggest a client think through the issues that you want to get information on in the questionnaire? Yeah, that's a great point. And the questionnaires can range so greatly. So my biggest recommendation would be look at what you're trying to achieve. So what specific regulations are you trying to comply with? And what do you need to know from that third party in that questionnaire to help you comply with that? But also as a second layer to that is what would you need to know from them that would help you in your risk model to know what you do from there? Do you need to do further screening further investigation of them, or does that tell you what you need to know from there? And that gives you that good foundation, but also remembering that's coming from them. It's their infer- it's them answering that questionnaire. Knowing what you're trying to comply with and thinking of those questions that are going to get you there is probably the, the top thing. And so in some cases, you don't need 65 pages to get that far But questionnaires can be useful to you to gather just general information about them in your your pursuit of partnering with them or or whatever that relationship is. And so if you need that, then see how you can make those two components work together. When you counsel clients or work with clients or even talk to potential clients, do they understand not simply the importance of the questionnaire, but really it's a step 
in the process. You started to allude to that, but do they really understand, as you said, this is your third party, your proposed third party answering the questionnaire, and it is some information, but it's only a starting point or at least partial information that you have to go forward and do additional due diligence and incorporate other steps to do people really understand it's a part of an overall process and not a be-all, end-all? I think there's a mix. I think some people do realize that is like a tool in the process and maybe even like the first step to gather the base information on a potential third party. But I think a lot of people don't necessarily realize how it can really work into your broader compliance program and really that evaluation of those potential third parties and how it can contribute. And the biggest thing I think is realizing that is knowing that one, it is super helpful because you get that third party to really give you that information that you're seeking. They might be able to identify their ownership or some other potential risk factors from themselves and self-reporting that. And that gives you a baseline to know which avenue is your best avenue for an investigation or whether they may have answers in that questionnaire that just tell you right away, this is not the right third party to do business with. So how does the questionnaire either lead to, inform, or fit into the next step, or at least the step of due diligence? Great question. So depending on the risk model, so of course, depending on the type of company you are, the type of third party that they potentially will be, such as a distributor or legal counsel or some other business relationship, then you may have different risk factors. And so knowing those risk factors and how the questionnaire can play into that. So the questionnaire may give you some of those key answers, such as the size of their company, exactly where they do business and can alert those risk factors. When you know some of those risk factors, then that can tell you where to build on for investigating. So for some, that questionnaire may show no serious risk factors and you can do a baseline screening for sanctions list and other global database check type lists and know that, okay, they're not wanted, they're not listed on a sanctions list. But for others, they may have some of those risk factors and you wanna know how that plays in. And that's where due diligence investigations come into play. And that's when you can use that questionnaire to know enough information to know which type of investigation do you need? How deep do you need to go in investigating this potential third? So what are some of the types of due diligence offerings diligent has or that you would suggest account a customer or client potentially consider depending on what's come up from the questionnaire yeah great question so if they have more minimal risk factors then an open source level investigation that we offer will give you those the adverse information and round out some of the information about the company, such as their ownership and registration. And it's all from open source. And so it gives you that more baseline. If they have a lot more risk factors, or if you've already conducted like an open source investigation, then an enhanced due diligence would be another step in that. That is really where you get boots on the ground. You're going in and asking people questions about their reputation and seeing their site. But they say they're a big manufacturer. Are they working out of a little house or do they have a manufacturing site? And using the questionnaire to know where they located, what's their size, and what are those risk factors for you and how does that fit into your risk model will help you to know how what level that you need. 
Diligence third-party risk management system automates some of that for you because if you build the risk model into the system, when they fill in those questionnaires, it will flag and it will help to tell you if you need to order investigation, what's the appropriate level based on your risk model. So you don't even have to figure that out yourself. You just already know. And then depending on what other regulations you're trying to comply with, we have other types of due diligence investigations to meet those, such as our new ESG investigation that helps to meet the ESG regulations themselves. And with that investigation, we also have an out-of-the-box due diligence questionnaire that is more specific to ESG-related issues. And that's where you see some of those levels and the types of information you're going to get. And the questionnaire is a really great place to start as a foundation. You said a couple of things I wanted to follow up on, Stephanie. When you were talking about building out a third-party questionnaire, you really emphasize a company needs to understand its risk and what it's trying to accomplish really is a foundational. Does that lead to having different onboarding templates or having different strategies that a company might use in the questionnaire stage, once again, based upon its individual assessment of its risk and or what it's trying to accomplish? Yes. So Diligent has like an out-of-the-box questionnaire for anti-bribery, anti-corruption related regulation, and then one for ESG related. And that has base level questions that we think in general most companies would want to know. And you can play with that. You can use that as your base template and then add questions or take questions away. And knowing your own risk model and your own risks as the type of company that you are also helps to know that because you need to know what are you dealing with? So what's the size of the company? Where are they located? Those are key factors that play into a lot of risk models. But there's also the type of relationship and things like that. And that will vary by by company and your own company and where that falls into that. But that's deciding on some of those questions. It may seem like general KYC, you know your customer kind of information. Oh, how much business do you do in a year and where do you do business at? But it actually can highlight risk factors such as if they do business in a highly sanctioned country, then that should raise some flags and should definitely warrant some additional investigation. You've also not explicitly said this, but I wanted to really follow up on this what I thought I heard you say. I thought I heard you say something close to don't lose your common sense. You don't forget your common sense. If they say they're a manufacturing facility and they're working out of a house, don't lose common sense and say, oh, sure, you do business with them. Or, or another way to put it is if your gut tells you something's wrong or the back of the hair on the back of your neck stands up, listen to that. Listen to it in the context of doing additional investigation, documented evidence you can record to support or deny the decision you're about to make. And it's a long-winded way of introducing, one, don't lose your common sense, but two, also the importance of documentation in this, this entire process for the compliance professional for the company or for the regulator who might come knocking. Could you speak to maybe the importance that you see in documentation as well? Yeah, that's an excellent point. Questionnaires are a great way to start your documentation trail with a potential third party. One, because 
you're going to have their answers. It's their perspective on what they're saying. And if anything from that questionnaire prompts additional investigation, that investigation is the next thing in your trail of documentation with them. And that documentation may be for regulators to show them you have done your own due diligence, you've done your process, you saw things in their questionnaire and escalated that to a certain type of investigation accordingly, and then you can show the investigation. Then likewise, you can also say, look at everything on their questionnaire, they have no significant risk factors, and that's why we didn't escalate to a certain type of investigation. And so it's really helpful in that in those layers, but also making sure that it starts that documentation trail. And it really shows another interesting thing that comes up in investigations along the documentation lines is sometimes something in their questionnaire is contradictory to something you find out in the investigation. And so that could raise some different kinds of concerns if they're self-reporting something differently than what somebody else finds in an investigation. You certainly mentioned regulators or regulators come knocking. But it also seems to me that documentation is important to create an internal audit trail. If someone other than a regulator wants to look, whether that be a board of director or other stakeholder, and that then you have a record. If you use go through due diligence again, you have a baseline. Would it be a fair assessment to say that once you have the document placation in place, it can be used for a variety of reasons down the road, whether that be two to maybe even lo longer number of years? Oh, absolutely. Sometimes due diligence questionnaires in diligence third-party risk management system will stay there. They stay there with your third party as long as you, you have it set up. And so you can go reference that at any point in time. And a nice thing in terms of having different people that may be involved is the people in the company that are actually engaging with these potential partners and third parties, then... Um, maybe the ones sending these questionnaires. And when you have them in, in a management system, such as third-party risk management, the documentation is all there. So then if legal counsel for this within your company wants to go and check out some of these third parties, they see all of the documentation and everything is in place. And so multiple departments in the same company can be looking in and really seeing everything that's going in. They see the documentation and any investigations that may or may not have happened up until that point. And that's helpful also knowing maybe in their own process, you're ready to sign that contract and somebody wants to go double check, we've done everything we were supposed to. And having that tracking system that follows them through that process, you've got everything in front of you in a system and you know that everything has been done that needed to before you, you sign those documents. Stephanie, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode. I hope our listeners will join us for our next episode where we take up the management of third parties after the contract is signed. Stephanie, before we leave, if anyone wanted more information on the topics we've touched on today, what would be the best place for them to go? The best place to go would be the Diligent website, which is real easy. It's diligent.com, and that has a summary of all the different types of products and ways that you can reach out if you want more information. Stephanie, I wanted to thank you again for taking the time to visit with me, and I look forward to continuing this conversation. Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks for having me. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope you'll join us tomorrow when we take up implementation and maintenance after the contract is signed. I've linked to Diligent in the show notes, so if you have any questions, you can uh, check out the show notes for more information on Diligent's its products and services. This special five-part podcast series is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. We look forward to visiting with you again.